There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Psychic Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Steffi, aka Spiritsis. I'm an evidential psychic medium and professional astrologer. Today, I'm joined by another psychic, Dr. Matt Turner, certified doctor of metaphysical healing and an ordained minister in the Church of Wisdom. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Same. Okay. I, before we started recording, I'm like, Dr. Matt Turner. And you're like, that's too formal. But like, <laughs> what? Okay. So what makes you a doctor? Yeah. So the school that I went to, it's called Delphi University. It's up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's very much like a witchy metaphysical. Actually, I always call it a mystery school on earth. Um, so if you're looking for that kind of vibe, highly recommend it. So they have this like doctorate of metaphysical healing program. And I just was, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that led me to that, which I'm happy to share if you want me to go into detail. Yeah. But once I found my way there, I just knew that I had to do the whole thing. And it's very much things that I was in alignment with. And then, so I went through their whole, you know, certificate program, like for a year I was there. So it was very in-depth. Wow. And you were staying there the whole time. Yep. Yep. Like, I'd like a few breaks in between, you know, when I could leave and then I'd come back. Wow. You really dove into that, which is amazing. Oh, literally. Yeah. It was a- <laughs> and you always had like psychic gifts your whole life. So what you know, kind so- of got you to what got you to that point? It's so interesting because when I was, so when I was 15, I moved from Georgia to Kansas city to live with my aunt and uncle that lived in Kansas city. And they were like the witchy ones in the family. And before that, like, I didn't really know anything about that whole world. You know, I was grew up Southern Baptist and that was the world I knew, but I was like, something don't feel right. But, you know, I couldn't explain what that was. And so then I move in with my uncle and they start taking me to see psychics and healers and all these psychics are always telling me I'm psychic and I'm a healer and I'm all these things. And I'm like this little old shy boy. And I'm like, no, I can't be any of that. <laughs> Y'all are lying to me. But I literally for years just kept hearing the same message. And then, so then when I was at, and I did not think I'd always been psychic. No one could convince me. And because I didn't necessarily like see spirits and stuff like that as a kid, Mm -hmm. you know, but I was at Delphi, like at school and we were like doing some classes on channeling, you know, developing psychic gifts and stuff. And I realized that like claircognizance, like direct knowing, like was my main gift that had always been there. And so I then realized, like, I always had these moments as a kid where I'd say things to people and they were like, I don't think so. And I'm like, to me, it would be so clear. And so I was like, how do you not know? How do you not see? But I would always say it's logical. I literally always like called it logic, but logic implies other people going to understand it. Yeah. Understanding. So in that moment, I was like, oh my God, that was never logic. It was literally my psychicness that whole time as a kid. And I literally didn't know that's what it was because it's like that word wasn't in my vocabulary. Right. I I always say that claircognizance is one of the harder clairs to have because Mm -hmm. it is logical and and it's hard to talk yourself out of like, why do I just know this is going to happen? Or why do I just know voice too? Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's so interesting. So how did you start to grow the claircognizance so you could really trust it? Yeah. So like at school, like we literally just did so many exercises over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And so just really like experimenting with it so many times, especially in that shorter period of time with so many different people and so many different ways, I just was able to get so clear that like that voice that I always thought was just me making shit up really is actually my psychicness. That is so cool. I want to go to psychic school and like be affirmed like that. (laughs) Yeah, it was so powerful. So it just took a lot of experimenting, which that's what I always teach all my students. Like you just got to experiment. You got to keep practicing. Like that's the way you're going to develop what your version is in a way that's so clear to you that like doubt will like, you know, get in the way and dismiss it. Same. That's exactly what I teach too, because it's just so crazy how you can kind of gaslight yourself that something's happening in intuition. Literally that. 
Yep. But when you practice, I mean, I was giving readings to people for, I think like 17 years before I actually opened a business. <laughs> and when my friends were like, you are stopping people in the bank, the grocery store, like you're like interrupting people's dinners and lunches. So like, you need to just a private practice. And I was like, but I'm scared. I'm, I feel like I'm wrong. I'm, they're like, you're not wrong. <laughs> so. Right. That's amazing. See, I never like did stuff like that because I was always so terrified. I grew up really shy. So just like uh, approaching people like that literally terrified the shit out of me. I'm like, there's no way I'm doing that ever. Right, so but after school. Courage. Oh. Um, you know, what's funny now is that like, I don't usually, I have, but I don't very often because I, one of my, I don't know, maybe like strong suits in this work that I feel like is so different than a lot of other people that I see doing our work is I'm really good with boundaries, mm. like psychically, energetically, emotionally. So like sometimes something might try to pop in and I'm like, no, thank you. I'm busy. Um, I'm trying to live my life. It ain't about everybody else today. It's about me today. And so, you know, like I just, a lot of times, maybe when it like my radar starts to go off, if I'm not up for it, I just am like, no, thank you. I'm trying to do my own thing right now. I'm and not here for them. That's really healthy. And I've had to actually learn that lesson through spirit because I would have to tune them out and, or I'd be on a date or like something awkward would happen where like someone's loved one would step forward. And I was like, can I just enjoy my date? Or like, can I just have a romantic night for once? But yeah, it's true. It would be you kind so of have hard. To. I used to judge myself a lot for that because I'm like, I'm being selfish. I'm this and that, like, you know, but I was like, no, I'm not going to keep people pleasing. And then I learned, it's been like two or three, three years ago when I learned about my incarnation cross for my human design and I'm lefting across of duality. And one of the things from like, you know, the, my human design app, like Jenna Zoe's version, it literally says like, I could best be of service when I just focus on creating what I want and doing how like life and my work, how I want to, not how other people want me to. And so that was so affirming. It's like, okay, I've not been like selfish. I've just been in alignment with the I way that I do my healing work. I, I love that. And what's really cool about like us being psychics in this new age is that we have those modalities to kind of validate some of our gifts, like astrology, human design, astrocartography. Like when you look at that stuff and you're like, I always intuited that about myself. And then you're like, oh, it's in my chart or whatever. That's mm -hmm. what's so cool. Whereas like, I feel like witches and psychics, like back in the day, didn't have that validation. They were like even more, I feel like that's even crazier and more brave. Mm -hmm. Well, because then it can like help cultivate that greater self-acceptance, which is then the thing that helps me feel like I can take action on who I am and the work that I want to do instead of maybe staying stuck in like imposter syndrome or self-doubt, you know, because I see so many healers because all my clients are healers. I teach healers like all the time. So I like have these conversations a lot and see where they get so stuck in themselves and in those things. And it can be paralyzing for a lot of them. Yeah, no, totally. I love that you like focus on healers mm. uh, because I feel like we are selfless, but we also judgment, like we're judgmental of our own gifts yeah. and the people pleasing thing. Like that's something that we connected on. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have to talk about that on the pod. So can you explain, like, is there a theme you've seen in people pleasing, especially in people who are psychics and empaths? Yes. Any person who like, I, so I always describe the word healer as like the desire to be of service. So any person being of service, doesn't matter what it looks like. And so I have seen so many people who are like helpers or healers or psychics or intuitives or people that feel that call to help others feel like that it is literally their mission to put other people before themselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, they're always putting other people's needs before their own no matter what the cost is to themselves. So, you know, like they're in that constant people pleasing space. And then I literally watch how that just drains the life out of them. When I was a teenager and like, you know, living with an uncle and a lot of their friends were healers and psychics and mediums and energy workers. And so I was around those people a lot. And every one of them was always talking about how like, drained they felt and how like they've got this person's energy with them and it took them days to recover. And I used to be like, why the hell are y'all doing this work then? Like, yeah. no, thank you. Especially when I always had these healers telling me that's the work I was here to do. And I always told myself, I'm like, once I was finally like, okay, yes, it's the work I'm here to do. Cause I'm real stubborn. So that took a while. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. And, but eventually I was like, 
I'm not doing it that way. Like there has to be a better way. And when I learned how to channel, which is like what I learned at Delphi, I was like, okay, I'm going to be of service, not using my own energy, but plugging into that divine source energy and using that Mm -hmm. because I'm not draining and depleting my own energy. I'm also not like so available for other people to just stick to me. And, you know, that really made a big difference to create a lot more balance, Mm -hmm. at least in terms of that energetic piece. But even outside of that, like I have some students who like long after their client is gone, all they're thinking about is like, did I help them? Was it good? Are they like doing their homework? What's happening when a client leaves? I don't think of you another single time after that. Yeah, because you're so present in the moment. Right. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like when you keep your awareness in other people and having all that wondering and considering, literally that is keeping you plugged into them right? So you're going to keep sharing and absorbing their energy. It's going to like be draining and depleting you. And so like, you know, it's like, they feel like that, like, well, no, I I have to like, cause I have to just make sure they like me. I have to make sure they accept me. I have to make sure that it's working. And it's like all this anxious energy in it. And I'm like, you're literally not even in any kind of love right now or divine love or in light, like you're in literally your own wounding that's getting activated right now. And that's why you're like feeling so drained and exhausted or maybe even. It's such a blessing and a curse. It's like you have these gifts that could help people, but you really want to help. And you're like, right. oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. And there's a hypervigilance that comes with being yes. empathetic and psychic that yep. you've had since childhood, you know, it's like taking care of other people and seeing these like subtle shifts. And yeah, that's something that I've noticed too. I, I, back in the early days of my mediumship where I would just like be so um, overprotective of sending them my energy and making sure they're good. And it wasn't yeah. until an ener- I went to an energy healer and she was like, you never send your energy. You send them to their own source. And I was like, uh-huh. what? Oh, I had all this time. I was thinking that I was sending the vibes. She's like, oh, but you're depleting yourself to send them the vibes. Yep. I was like, oh shit. And that changed everything for me. And now it's funny because like my, my friends will even say, um, when I give them readings, I have like amnesia. I don't, does that happen to you where you don't remember? I really never remember. Yeah. Like I literally, that's how I know when it coming from my own brain is coming from spirit. I agree. Right. So has there ever been anything that like you've said in the moment and then someone's came back and been like, oh my God, that happened. And you're like, I don't remember that happening. All the time, but like, the recent thing, because girl, I don't know. Even when people tell me shit like that, I don't ever remember. Um, but I had this very recent experience. So I have this habit of telling women that they're about to get pregnant, or like knowing when they're pregnant before they know. Like I, like for whatever reason, I've freaking tapped into that. Um, or like it's really like fertility, like fertile right. energy. Yeah. Right. And so very recently I had this lady, she like made this post on Instagram, she's a client of mine and she just had a baby, but she was like making a post about it. And she like had told me and like, she had just texted me about it, but said in the post too, that like, whenever I, like she first came to me, I talked to her, I guess, about this little spirit of like a little baby. And it was like, felt like, like a masculine energy, like potentially like a male spirit was like coming in, like really wanted to be her child. Like she wasn't done having kids yet. Like there was still another one to have. And like that happens. Like she just had him actually, you know, another one I just thought about uh, (laughs) magical is so one of my clients in like in Utah, like not here, I had made a post about mine and my husband's anniversary, which was September 3rd. In the comments on it, she was like, so interesting that the man that told me that I would be having another child happened to get married on the same day that I gave birth to my daughter. So that child, I guess I told her was coming and it was a little girl. She literally gave birth to her on the exact same day that I got married. Oh, that's I didn't so know that. I literally didn't know that until like Sunday. Like I love it. Like right. divine, I guess, like alignment with that. And I, I know. I never remember. I never remember. The, no, me neither. The spirit baby to me too is so crazy because people will always reach out afterwards and be like, you said I was having twins or this and that. And I was like, I did. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's fun. <laughs> this just happened to me too. One of my girlfriend's sisters uh, was having, was pregnant. And then I said, and she was like, 
halfway through her pregnancy, like six months or something. And I was like, okay, she's having her baby like February 6th. She's like, that doesn't make sense. Cause that's four weeks before her due date. And I was right. like, no, it's happening in the morning. And they're like, okay, whatever. And then February 5th, she calls me and she's like, oh my gosh, my sister's in labor. And I was like, cool. And she's like, no, Steffi, you said the sixth, but it's the fifth. And I was like, I did, I don't know. And then of course, you know, the labor went into the morning and had the baby four weeks early, Wow. <laughs> but it's crazy. Like well, we just, <laughs> I, I, we both are, but it's Love kind it. of fun that we don't have to carry that with us. We can yeah. still, we can still deliver the messages and maybe with our practice and what we do on the, you know, yep. the inner work we've done, we're able to still do that. Well, that's why I always like teach all my students, like, don't just focus on using your own psychic abilities, really focus on connecting to that divine source energy and channeling that because you're going to have your own psychicness, but spirit is really going to be the one to guide you into like what they're needing, the way they're needing it without us even having to try to figure that out or manage that. And girl, I'm just always trying to figure out what's the easiest, the quickest way for me to do it. <laughs> you're a man Jen so, oh God, like, <laughs> <so> hard. <laughs> no, so like, it's easier it, no but honestly Matt that's like so beautiful because it takes the pressure off of us as humans like we're uh -huh. given the gift and so we have to let spirit come and be that in between that's why we're called yeah. you know that's why we're channelers we're mediums we're in between and we that have is. to go up and they have to come down to meet us and so mm -hmm. that way it takes pressure off of like yep. us and what we're delivering yep. You know, I think that like there's this kind of is referencing a little bit something we were talking about earlier, but like, like with my, you know, psychic boundaries, because I do notice that sometimes I think that it's just like almost naturally was already there. Maybe I've cultivated in a previous lifetime um, than some others. But like when I learned about like my human design, because every one of my centers are defined except for my root. No, really? So, yeah. So I kind of like feel like that, like, because I don't have a lot of openness in terms of open centers mm -hmm. that like, it's like, I'm just not even really available. It's not like, I'm not constantly taking in energy around me all the time. That's so such an interesting like thing. That that's that there's a connection there too. And the open route, because to me, you're like so grounded, but maybe it's because of your energy centers just being so consistent. Right. Right. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, and also that eager ego center defined. I mean, you like, you're like, okay, this is what I'm giving you. And then I'm gone. I have every gate defined in my ego center too. Wow. Okay. Your gate of shock. Same with me. So you, yep. under, that's what we're here to do. I got the 2551 channel too. Of course. Which I feel like just makes it even you know, more digestible for people. Wow. Shocking the hell out of them. Like, yes. And for those of you that don't know human design, look up your chart. It will change your life. It's just your whole energy. It all makes sense. Uh, that's so, so interesting. Okay. So I wanted to ask you like psychic to psychic, and we kind of talked a little bit about like doubting our gifts, but right. how do you handle skeptics and skepticism? So like, it's shifted a lot. Like in the beginning, oh my God, I would be so nervous and anxious. And like, even my voice would be shaky because like, I still didn't have a lot of confidence myself. So I felt like that I really needed to prove to people because it's almost like I was making my confidence conditional based or my acceptance conditional based on their acceptance. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, you know, it's been like a 14 year journey at this point where I've actively been working on this. So now like when people are skeptical, I it's like a just, don't even care, right? Like, it's just like, well, that's okay. Like you're allowed to believe what you believe because I know what I believe. And maybe it's that all that defined will center, but I'm like, I'm right. So no. <laughs> <laughs> that is the defined ego center for sure. Right. Also, it's like the proof is in the pudding. Like there's people that come to you. There's, there's things you've intuited that are, you know, you can't make up. Right. Totally. Yeah. I just actually... Really? The reason I'm asking is I just had a really interesting interview recently. They asked me to like, you know, come on to be interviewed and they were very skeptical. And I felt like I was being questioned the whole time. Right. And normally I take that with like a grain of salt, but for whatever reason, I was like, what the heck? Like you called me on and now you're questioning me. And it was just kind of right. like tough because every now and then I feel calm. I have a, I have an undefined ego center. So, okay. my, so I go in and out of like feeling confident, but yeah. it was just such an interesting thing to rethink about like, okay, you know what? I don't have to prove myself to anybody. I understand what I'm doing. I know it's real, but it's just interesting to talk to someone else who like has to deal with that as well. 
You know, and like, so as you're sharing that, something I was thinking about, like, that's very connected to the people pleasing because that need to prove myself is such a people pleasing trait, right? Like I've got to prove myself. So these people accept me. So they will like me. And then like, sometimes it can even bleed into like, like managing their emotions. Cause I can't have them be upset at me. Cause they may not feel upset too, whether I'm feeling their energy or it's my own upset getting activated. And it's just this like clusterfuck of stuff. Yeah. People please like as a former people pleaser, I still feel like I still go back to that all the time mm-hmm. and like try to manage emotions and do they like me? And am I doing a good job? Cause I'm on their podcast and yeah, that's so spot on. How, yeah. I, I don't know, like as a double cancer, like, am I ever going to get over that? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I didn't know you were a double cancer. I wow. know, but I mean, would it, would you ever like be doing a reading and someone's skeptical? Would you ever be like, you know what, I'm not doing this, or would you still? Because that would the only way I would do it is if they try to act crazy. Then I'm gonna tell them to fuck off and leave. But if they're just skeptical and they're like, I don't know if I believe you, I'm just gonna keep sharing what your spirit's saying because you know, I kind of look at it as like there's this metaphor I always use and I always teach all my students that sometimes people come to us and we're just the one to plant the seed. So there's usually the ones where maybe it doesn't seem like it's landing or registering much or like they're not doing the work. Sometimes they come, the seeds planted, and we're just watering the seed, whether it's just being watered, it's been watered and it's starting to you know bloom a bit. And sometimes they come and it's in full bloom, it's ready for the harvest. And that's really when we see people really doing the work and there's so much like positive impact and, you know, the work that we're helping them do. And so I like create that all of those have the same value, whether I'm planting the seed, watering the seed or helping them harvest the seed. One is not better than the other. So maybe it's someone skeptical, like on my path and they're aligning with me and I'm just there to plant that seed. And so it may not register a land for them then, and it might later, but I may never see that it does. So, you know, I, and maybe it's like confidence piece and all those defined centers and all that, but I just know like you getting what you need, whether you know it or not, I know it. Oh, that's such a beautiful way and perspective of looking at it, the planting the seed. Cause I will say like, there's rarely a skeptic that will come to me and not at the end, I see some sort of transformation, even if like, they're not admitting it to me. Right. Like I, I know six months down the line, I, I hope that there's something that like awareness that happens within them, but it's still hard in that moment, not to gaslight yourself and be like, am I making this up? And like, have you ever had this happen where you try to read someone and you absolutely can't like there's a black wall. I've never happened where I couldn't but I've had it happen quite a few times where it is so much harder, where it's almost like I have to work harder to get in. Cause some people, they come in and they are so freaking open that it's like shit just starts flooding in immediately. Yes, right? yes. And it's just like, and it's like just so, it's fun when it's like that, right? Cause you oh, know, I yes. work hard. Um, but when they come in and they're so like closed off stone wall, you know, like I, I just will like, cause again, it's this thing of like, you're not going to tell me I can't. Um, so I will literally keep drilling through that wall or a lot of times what I do, like I'm not on my drill through it. I'm like, I'm finding a back door around. Mm. I'm going to find another way around to get through to you. So sometimes I might like literally do something else or try to crack a joke or like be stupid or silly in some type of way or have some kind of human moment or ask them some questions, things like that. It kind of start to like drop their wall a bit, especially if when they're coming in and I'm like walking them back to my office and I feel that already. Mm-hmm. Usually like I'll just kind of make that human connection first and kind of talk to them, shoot the shit a bit. And totally. that helps them settle in a bit, you know, and sometimes then it's like that wall is more permeable. Yeah, that's honestly such good advice for any psychic that feels like they are up against a skeptic or there are just, like you said, human, like we're both humans here. We're both talking to each other and the vulnerability can kind of could drop a little bit when you're just saying like, Hey, listen, like be open or whatever, whatever happens, happens. And then you can see like, they start to soften for sure. Exactly. You know, and I got, I also got the 2034 channel, you know, the channel of charisma. So I feel (laughs) like that that also helps too. Right. That like, I always feel like I can get away with a lot of shit. 
that's beautiful because right. <laughs> like I feel like I I buckle under the pressure sometimes like I get so nervous I mean I've gotten a lot better also right. because too like when I am fully channeling and I say something and they're like that doesn't resonate I'm like okay and I just like bulldoze through and then six months later to a year later, they email or text me and they're like, yo, that was right. I just didn't hear it. Or I asked a family member and I'm like, okay, so I'm not crazy. So now yeah. I'm learning like, okay, listen, I know what I'm saying is true. I just have to, it might not resonate with them because spirits, people get um, like spirit amnesia when they're getting readings. Like they don't yeah. remember things. I know. I was telling my clients like record it on your phone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you really remember, you're not going to remember. You can go back and listen to it later. Turn on your phone recording. Yeah. And sometimes too, when yeah. I'm getting reading from psychics, they'll say like a name of a family member and I'll be like, I don't know, but I know it's true, but I don't know. And then I'll ask a family member and they're like, oh yeah, that was my mm -hmm. aunt's sister or whatever. Right. So that's crazy. The only time I had this really crazy thing where I couldn't read someone, I was, it was like early in my um, mediumship, like my private practice mm. and someone sent me their palm to read. Like I was doing like digital palm readings, which like oh. doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really work out. <laughs> someone sent me their palm and I literally sent back, I can't read your palm. I'm so sorry. And they were like, what do you mean? And I, was, I just felt a black wall come up protection, something. And yep. I felt awful saying this to someone. And I was like, I really can't. And my friend had referred him. So I felt really bad. I said to her like, Hey, listen, I can't. And just a week ago, that person, uh, was, uh, like committed, he committed a crime, but he's been accused of actually like sexual assaults. Wow. But just recently, Oh God, I guess we chills. I know, but that was the only time I've been like, I can't read for you. And I felt like a dick in the moment, but now I'm like, oh my what gosh, well, actually you are the dick and you're awful. It was right. evil. Right. So what if spirit was protecting you? I kind of I felt that way. I'm like, no girl, don't even plug into that energy. Yeah, totally. Do you find that people have like misconceptions of psychics? Like they're like, don't tell me when I'm going to die. Or they're like really scared. I cannot tell you. Like sometimes people are like, I don't know. I don't want to like you to tell me that. Like, like so often. And I'm like, I'm here to use this as the help way to help you heal. I'm not trying to predict your future or any of that shit. When people start asking me questions like that, I'm like, no, <laughs> I now I'm bored. This is now I don't want it. Like, no, we're not doing that. Do you find you have like, cause I think everyone has variations of different gifts. So what mm. would you say is like your strong, I mean, you said the fertility thing, but are there like strong gifts you feel like you have? You know, I like, and this is something that was never like intentional at first, but it's what I've noticed. I tend to see so much about people's purpose, like the way they're here to do it, what it is, like how they can get into alignment with it. And like all my clients, you know, are healers, which was never originally a thing that I was like, I'm going to be a healer for healers. It's literally just the way it happened. Which one of my teachers at Delphi had told me that when I was in school, but I <laughs> never they're all like, her. <laughs> so bro, I just let that go out of my mind. Yeah, totally. I feel like I've seen my gifts even evolve just from straight mediumship to like medical mediumship or like purpose mm -hmm. or pregnancy, things like that. When yeah. again, like what I need in my life, I, I like kind of reflect it sometimes. So oh, yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, what's funny yeah. is like, I'll, I'll go on interviews and people will be like, what's going to happen in 2027, like prophetic. And some people are really good. Are you, do you have any like foresight in your gifts? So I, sometimes when I'm channeling for people, we'll see, you know, future things, which I always give the disclaimer, future things are just possibilities based, you know, on kind of on where you're heading in life, the decisions you're making, you can always alter those possibilities depending on the choices you're making. Mm -hmm. Cause I always want to keep the accountability on them. Right. And so also, so they know like the power that they have. Um, but if people ever ask me to try to predict their future, I like what I always say is no, I'm not here to predict your future. And then I give that little spiel and then I will say, but I'm happy to look and see what possibility spirit showing us. Oh, that's great verbiage. <laughs> you could be a psychic lawyer. <laughs> right. But if people, right. <laughs> I totally could. There's that Gemini energy. Yeah. Um, but like, if they ever ask me, like, like for instance, like what you just said, could you tell me like, what's going to happen in 2027? I will be like, I don't know. That's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
totally. It's funny because I'm not, I, I'm not really good at prophetic stuff. I mean, I, I definitely have channeled for people like again, pregnancies or like you're about to move or meet someone. And yeah, you know, no. it, I love when that happens, but as far as like collect every now and then I'll get collective hits on what, what the Dude. meaning of like this time is, but not necessarily like this earthquake or this tornado or this thing will happen. Right. Right. I'm like, I'm for whatever reason, I ain't tapped into that shit and I'm okay with that. I agree too. I mean, it would be cool to know what's that What's that going to help me with? I know every now and then I get a troll being like, well, then why don't you win the lottery? If you're a psychic, I'm like, that's not how it freaking works, bro. Right. Literally. <laughs> Sounds like crazy that people like come for you like that. Oh my God. It happens that... a lot. So a lot more people know about you than they do me. So that's probably... <laughs> Oh, your time will come. Don't worry. Right, right. At least like online anyway, like locally, like a lot of people know, but yeah, like, I don't know. I'm, so my emotion center, you know, is defined and I'm an emotional person. I don't do well with things like that. I don't do good at debating because I'm too emotional. I will tell you to fuck off. Like, yeah, so fast. <laughs> I'll be like, we love who? Yeah, um, that's a good so, quality to have. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's difficult. I have emotional center too. So I try right. to like process the emotions before I like mm -hmm. dart back with my Aries moon. But it is, it's gotten easier and also harder because there's more eyes and more people that are like scrutinizing my work. But at the same time, I'm like stupid questions like that. Like, why aren't you winning the lottery? And it's like, first of all, I do okay in the lottery. Like I have okay. done, I've done well, <laughs> Not, but I don't, I don't sit in a freaking mansion, you know? Okay. Um, but also like our gifts are meant to be used ethically. So when spirit channels to us, um, I'd like to think that you and I are both doing it in the highest good of yeah. ourselves and our, and others. Exactly. You know, something I just thought about, like, if someone were to ask me that question, how might I respond? And like, and I, cause my husband and I have talked about this before, you know, like trying to manifest winning the lottery and things like that. So, you know, like I will always tell him that like, well, guess what? We're not the only ones trying to manifest that. Uh. So getting ourselves in line also with the other people who already been working on that, so like if someone asks me that, that may say, well, I'm working on it, but it ain't been my turn yet. <laughs> uh, back and eat your popcorn and watch the show. Yeah, that's actually or really good. Unsubscribe, whatever. And there's other manifestations that are more specific to you. Yeah. I actually, I forgot what psychic said this, but, and I have used this to retort back at people. I, gosh, I, I can't remember who the psychic was, but she said someone, when someone said like, well, why aren't you winning the lottery or why aren't you like a millionaire or whatever? And she's like, do you think surgeons perform on themselves? Like I can't get the message for myself. And I was like, that is brilliant. Yep. That's a good analogy. I always tell people we are our best blind spots. <laughs> so like it's, I can see other people so clearly, but when I look at myself, that filter is not as clear. I because know a lot of shit I'm working on. I'm still working on clearing that filter up. And totally. And karmically, you know, there's reasons why we have lessons we need to go through in this incarnation too, that we're not supposed to yep. know. Exactly. So used to be okay with that. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good to just shoot the shit with another psychic. I, I like to sit here. I'm like, girl, I feel like I could just talk to you all day long. I know, same, same. There's something on your website that I wanted to talk about. You energy processing is something you yeah. do. Would you yeah. mind like explaining what that is? Yeah. So I always like tell people that's my like version because it's like something I created, but it's my version of like a blend of coaching, counseling, and channeling. Cool. So like the purpose of it is about processing through energy to try to get to what the root cause is. Mm. How it all started, this is kind of a fun story. So this was maybe like seven, eight years ago, something like that. And I like was at a plant medicine ceremony and it was like the next morning because like it's like, you know, overnight and the next morning everyone wakes up and then does integration, all that. Before we had started integration, one of my friends came and got me. It was like, hey, this person over here, it has a really bad headache. Can you come over and do some energy work on her? So I was like, sure. Um, so I was over there and like, I was just like working on her the way I normally would when I do energy work. Mm -hmm. And I literally heard spirit say like, ask her this question. So I said, okay. Um, so I, cause like, I'm like, spirit, I don't know where the hell you're going with this, but <laughs> trust at this point so I asked her and she answered the question so then spirit was like okay now ask this question so I was like okay so I asked a question and then literally I eventually as I was observing what spirit was doing I realized spirit was like literally processing her through the layers of her headache to see what it was a manifestation of in her physical body 
And literally, like, when she got to the root, and of course, you know, I'm channeling energy, like, the whole time into her head and into her sacral, because that's also where spirit said to channel energy into. And literally, when she got to the root of it, all of a sudden, she was like, my headache is gone all of a sudden. Oh. And in that moment, I don't get chills of telling the story. And in that moment, I was like, what just happened? <laughs> what just happened? And then it happened several more times in plant medicine ceremonies. And then like every once in a while, it would like happen. And then eventually it's like, it happened enough where I was observing it. It's like spirit was teaching me like a class I was taking where I was like, okay, now I know how to recreate that. And so then like, I started like practicing just like the recreation, like we're so intentional on people. And then I was like, all right, I got enough now to make that an offering. You want to know what's interesting. So like so often the root core place that so many people go like in their wounds is fear of dying. Yeah. Like like literally it'll be like, I don't know, some, I wish I could think of like some on top of my head right now, but some repetitive wound or thing they keep struggling with. So we're processing through the layers. Maybe it's like, well, if I don't do that, then I'm going to stay depressed. Okay. Well, like, what are you afraid is going to happen if you stay depressed? And then maybe it's like, well, I'm just going to lay in bed all day and I'm never going to do anything. And so then I'll keep asking about that. And then like, well, life would just be meaningless and not worth living. And so then I'll ask about that. And I was like, well, I probably would just die. Like so often people get there. Yeah. When like the surface literally seems like it was not even adjacent to that or in that mm-hmm. neighborhood. And every once in a while, people will go deeper to where they're afraid of what's going to happen to everyone else when they die. And that's very common for people pleasers too, because all they're thinking about is what about everybody else's feelings? Mm -hmm. Fear, fear of death is very real. And I mean, even though I had talked to people on the other side and I know our energy just transfers over, like there are times in my life, maybe even earlier when I wasn't really sure what my mediumship was, where I was terrified of every single scenario, almost like a hypochondriac. And I was wondering if maybe I was picking up on how people died or if I was really scared. But I remembered watching in the 90s, Oprah. Okay, (laughs) okay, so this is what makes me feel very relatable. Or Oprah's relatable because she is. Mm-hmm. Um, so she surveyed her audience and said, what is like, what, what's the biggest fear of everybody? And the, the number one fear was spiders. <laughs> and the number two fear was fear of dying. And wow. Oprah was like, that blows my mind because I think dying is the scariest thing ever. And there was this open conversation on the show. And that yeah. kind of sparked me like, oh my gosh, is everyone, I mean, she's just so like Aquarian energy. I mean, she's great. Um, but that's so interesting that in every, in the back of all of our minds, that is something we think about, like the yeah. mortality. It's like in that like core layer, it's like, that's what's happening. And so I've even had people, because sometimes people come in, it's an emotional thing. It's maybe like, why are relationships not working out? Why can't I keep a job? Sometimes it's like, what's this cancer in my body trying to tell me? Um, you know, so like in any of those scenarios, like we'll process through it. I love doing energy processing because I just love going to use, you know, that throat chakra space and helping people. I'm a five one. So helping people just figure stuff out and seeing what's happening and understanding it. And then, then, then from there, we'll come up with a solution. Usually like my way oftentimes is, okay, let's identify the limiting beliefs. Let's create some empowering beliefs so that you can start to work to recondition your brain and putting out like new and different energy. So you start to like shift that alignment that keeps happening. So now you're aligning with new patterns or new cycles or new types of people. Mm -hmm. And it is so multifaceted when you take back the layers like that and you really kind of uncover psychologically why that fear might be. And it's like so much deeper, but that's why you need someone like you to help you kind of work through that or doing shadow work or inner child work or journaling. Like that's why I'm such a big, like, like cheerleader of doing that work because all of your behaviors or thoughts or obsessive thoughts or intrusive thoughts, like do come from a wounded place. Yeah. And so much of it is so unconscious. It's like all these systems always running and we don't even recognize that they're running, but it's like, we, part of us knows that they're running but we also like don't notice it because it's so familiar and it's such a norm. And it's just like, it can be so confusing for people. And it's exhausting to be human. That's why it's like on the other side, it's so funny when I channel, people are like, oh, I'm doing great. Like I'm, I'm right. fantastic. Like, I love where I'm at. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the thing that's I try to tell the loved ones who are feeling anxious or grieving or whatever. I'm like, 
listen, I, I hate to say this because they they miss you, but they mm-hmm. they don't want to come back into their body. They're in bliss. Yeah. And living as a human being, like we're in school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the hard part. Dying is the easy really part. Is. Right. I have a question about that. Like like your experience. Have you ever had it like like when you're doing mediumship where someone's you know trying to connect to a loved one and it's like literally their spirit is not there and then you realize it's because they've already come back they've already been reborn? Oh my gosh, that's so crazy because I Matt I literally thought about this this morning because there was a client specifically that was asking why their dad wasn't there and I could and they were like I want to talk to my dad and I was like the dad was not showing up again mm-hmm. and again. And usually spirit steps forward, like pretty easy if I right. call upon them. And I was like, you're about to be, or are you, do you have a son or whatever? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, it's your dad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that has happened, but you mm-hmm. know, time, time isn't linear. So there are some times where I do feel like a, a soul can reincarnate and then a soul can also be in, it's like, you know what I mean? Like different mm-hmm. levels of your soul can exist in different realms. Absolutely. So that's kind of like a, it's such a layered question because I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But in this instance, like I definitely felt like the, uh, and she was also like pregnant with another one. And I was like, no, the dad is already there. <laughs> it was like such, it was just very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that happen a few times lately because like mediumship isn't my specialty. So if I'm giving a reading to someone and a spirit pops up, we'll go into it. But mm-hmm. if people like come to me and they're like, I want to have a reading so that I can connect with the other side. I always say, no, I'll refer you to someone else. Uh, Mostly because it's just not my specialty. It's not like it doesn't light me up in the same way. And so like I had that happen really recently. And I told her, I was like, it feels like, oh, this is what happened. She had a baby that was like stillbirth. Mm -hmm. And she was like trying and then she'd had, I think, three more kids since then. And she was trying to figure out like, 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 you know, the spirit of that baby, because obviously she never got to experience that baby. And spirit immediately is like, nope, spirit isn't available. Like the spirit's already been reborn. And then I was like, okay, because this doesn't always mean that we reborn to them, right? Yes. The spirit told me I was reborn to her as a little boy, which she said her newest child was a son, like was her own boy. Yes. Told me that another psychic had told her that before. I love when like there's several psychics that pick up on that. That mm-hmm. happens too. Like someone already told me that. I'm like, great. If two psychics are telling you that, it's real. <laughs> right. Like you like need to be really letting that message in. Oh, yeah. And I hope that gives people comfort that, you know, and even if even if their loved ones, you know, are not reincarnated or incarnated, whatever, they're with you at all times and they're guides and they're in your soulmate group and they're always going to be there. And I think that should be reassuring to people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which is great. Um, are you picking up? I don't know. Do you do you ever have like collective themes that you keep seeing over and over again, like that people come to you for? Are there anything right now that you're seeing or feeling? Like, I have had it happen sometimes where I feel like that whole week or for a few weeks, I'm having the same damn conversation with people over and over and over and over and over. I've not had that happen lately, um, but I have had it happen in different periods over the years, mm-hmm. and like. I don't know like why maybe when those moments are happening, there is like something more collective thing happening. Yes. It's bringing a lot of those things up to the surface for people. I actually never thought about it in that way. It's but I feel interesting. Like- now you'll notice it like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause yesterday, well, this week I've been having like, uh, I'm back to readings again. Cause I took a little mm. hiatus and it's almost like spirit gives me a little break with some of the same themes. But this mm. past week, every single person who saw me, their birthday was in the same week. Every single one of them had a birthday within seven days. But they were all one, one, one woman was 74, one was 25. So it ranged from that. And they all had this. And I was like, why is everyone with this birthday? They're all Libras. I'm like, I mean, maybe their birthday's coming up, but still, I was like, no, but that happens all the freaking time where people come to me and they had similar themes in their charts and coming up. So anyway, I'm curious if that happened to you too. Something that I'm also feeling like, and again, I don't do prophetic things, but there's something I've been channeling recently. And I don't know if you feel any hits on this, that our generation or the generation, maybe generation alpha and Gen Z's are going to start phasing off of online and especially their kids, because I'm seeing really interesting things where parents are either exploiting their kids on a social media. Um, But I have a feeling that there's going to be more laws in place that actually like um, 
like constrict us from posting children online? I mean, I could see that as a possibility. You know, something comes to mind when you say that is I've seen, and this is maybe in the past two years, like this, I, I don't need, like, it's not even anyone I know, but it's like, I've seen online or I've heard people talk about like maybe a younger person they know where like, they're not getting smartphones, but they're getting like just little flip phones because it's not giving them the same access to always be so plugged in. Uh -huh. I thought that was so interesting that there's like these younger people being born and like, that's just automatically where they're at, where it's their own choice. So like, no, I don't want to be as like constantly plugged in, like online. I maybe want to be more present. And like, uh -huh. it's like the regression of that, of yeah. being so plugged in. Yeah. Yeah. It feels to me like this generation, the Pluto and Aquarius that are about to be born, right. there is something about like wanting autonomy of their choices and what they put online. And so it's right. tough because some the generation that, you know, we're all raised in of like, or millennials at least, where it's like, okay, let's put everything online. They're going to yeah. be like, I didn't want, I didn't have a choice or I didn't want to be put online. But I keep on feeling and hearing that that's going to be like a big movement in the next like five to six years. I could definitely see that. Cause it's like, you know, like our generation has kind of really had to like shine the light on everything and bring so much more awareness and get it so much out into the world, which I feel like is what the online thing, you know, like kind of thing has really done. And, you know, like one thing I always tell my clients is sometimes to know what balance looks like. We have to go from one end of the spectrum all the way to the other end. So our brain can even conceive of then what the middle is. Yeah. And so maybe, you know, like our generation kind of swung from the opposite end all the way to this other end. And now those younger ones like that you were talking about, like being born now, maybe they're going to be the ones helping us figure out what the middle or the balance looks like. Totally. And that's what I love about seeing all these like new generations and the old ones, like all learning. Um and also seeing it like in, in congruence with the, the astrology. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be really cool. Like to be able to watch that. I know. Ooh, cool. Well, this is like flown by. <laughs> right. I know. I'm just looking at my cows. It's been almost an hour. <laughs> um, how can people work with you and yeah. like see all your, you have so many beautiful offerings because you are a manifesting generator. So <laughs> tell me like, what's something you're excited about? I know you do retreats too. Tell me everything. Um, okay. So always the best way to find out about all my things is on my website, belovehealings.com. It's just the name of my healing practice at so belovehealings.com. And then, you know, I could, yeah, I do have some retreats coming up. I have two retreats planned for 2024. One is a healer's retreat, which is an annual retreat that I do for my, like with my students. So to go on that retreat, you have to have taken my channeling workshop, at least like the level one of that to be eligible for it, um, which is possible to do online, you know, for people that aren't in Kansas City that want to do that. So if anyone's interested in that, but like that retreat is going to be in Belize in February of 2024. Um, I want to go. <laughs> Right. Yeah, girl, come on. Um, and it's on this place called Turtle Island. And so it's just this little, little private tropical island in Belize. And then October of 2024, I'm doing another one in Belize. It's more jungle vibe, but it's not a healer's retreat. It's called the Own Your Power Retreat. This one you won't see on my website yet because it's so far out. I've been focusing on all my other things that are more immediate right now. Um, like the page is being built. It's just not published yet so you're just kind of that. like you know alluding to the, the exciting yeah. jungle vibes <laughs> um, and then you know like my probably the thing that I enjoy most of like all my offerings is the own your power work that I do and so it's a thing that I created like well really spirit and I created because I channeled it a few years ago and like so it addresses kind of the people pleasing because like I had this moment one day. Um, can I tell a story real fast about it? Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so this was like, I think three years ago, four years ago, three or four years ago. I had a client. This was a new client. Like every once in a while, I have people do this where they'll come and see me one time. And then they literally over a few months do every single offering I have. Um, right. Like you probably know what that's yeah, like. And yeah. So she was one of those people. Um, and she would like, like tell me like, you know, she was, I think like in her fifties, maybe forties, something like that. But she would tell me she's been on her healing path for a long time and been on like retreats with people like Deepak Chopra and stuff like that. And she's like, no one talks about healing in the way you do. You just make it so simple to understand. Oh, and she's like, I've heard so many different people. And I was like, thank you. I mean, I think that and believe that, but it's nice to hear someone who's experienced so many other people say that. Mm -hmm. And she was just always like, so like lit up and like 
such a biggest fan kind of energy for like yeah. a short period of time, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but she, one day she was like, come over to my house. It was more like, come over to my mansion, um, <laughs> like, come over to my house and let's talk. She's like, I just feel like I could like help you with some things. I was like, okay. I don't know what I don't know, girl. I'm down. Um, and so I went over and we had like talked for a bit. And then she was like, what's like the thing you want most for the world? She's like, kind of like your legacy, like just that thing you really want for the world. And I like said a few obvious things about being love and like teaching people how to heal themselves, like stuff that like, you know, was kind of part of my messaging already. And she straight up looked at me. She's like, I mean, that sounds good, but I feel like there's something else. And I was like, okay, I'm like having someone do to me what I do. I'm about to say the psychic cables returned. (laughs) Right. I always like would say, get me, do me, get me. Yes. Uh, Right. And so then like, I was like, all right, like, let me just kind of close my eyes. Like we're sitting on our couch. Like, let me go within and let me just feel into that right and then I was doing that and I was talking to spirit about it and all of a sudden I was like I just want everyone to know how powerful they are like literally like I just want that for the world and then spirit showed me how like all these things that we all want for the world like world peace and all this other shit that's how it's going to happen is by everyone being connected to their power and then we're also shifting in this new paradigm where we're coming out of how people have always abused their power Right. So then this is about really creating a new relationship with power where it's about like that creative, like life force energy, as opposed to harming people and having control over them. Yeah. So then so I opened my eyes, I told her that I got chills as I said it out loud. She got full body chills. And I was like, that. And then I'm a how person. I mean, I'm, you know, Gemini, but it's in 10th house. So like I'm very much like, I need to know how, like it's gotta be practical. Like, what is it? And I didn't know. And then, so I just talked, that was like a February of that year. So I kept talking to spirit about it and spirit like would talk to me about different things and started teaching me about power wounds, which I'm like, what is a power wound? Never heard that. And so people pleasing is one of the power wounds, but like self-sacrifice, codependency, people pleasing, hyper-responsibility, imposter syndrome, there's a bunch of others. Um, So then like, I just wrote those on a list. And then one day I was like, spirit, all right, like how do I define power? Spirit helps me with that. So I like wrote that down. And then I was like, well, I still don't know that I'm clear how to help people own their power. Cause like, I don't want to just tell people go on your power. Like I need to know practical steps. What does it look like? Mm -hmm. So that it's like accessible. And then it was one day, it was September of that year. Cause I was just, was always creating that intention. I like literally walked into my office. I didn't have like a first client that morning, like right off, like I normally would. I sit at my desk, I open my computer and all of a sudden out of nowhere, I just saw the whole thing. So I typed it all out and got it out of me. And then I was like, all right, now here's this offering, this program, which I'd never really had a program before um, that people can do. And like, I just love it so much. Like I have so much fun, like helping people really like transform their relationship with their power in a way that's like practical and accessible. And it like, I love it. It's so fun. That's amazing. I love when spirit channels what you're supposed to do next. Ah. And that's kind of like with this podcast, I always say it's spirit led and that's how I got to you. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know how we originally like met up. Like- well, I've been following you for a while when I heard <laughs> you on the talking about astrocartography on the day Luna podcast. Oh. I just like, I was like vibing with your energy, like even like the tone of your voice. I really loved kind of that <laughs> rasp that you have. And you're talking about astrocartography, which I'd heard about, but you talked about it in such this like easy to understand way. Literally, girl, like I, I was so listening to the podcast that I was like, no, I need to be taking notes. So I stopped it. And then like a week later, I finally was like, I need to listen to that and take notes. So I have this whole, like all these notes from that episode of all you things. Are you are a Gemini. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need to learn more about this. Right. Uh, yeah. But just so people understand like how this happened. Yeah. It was like, you followed me and then I followed you. It was just this weird, like love energy and uh, then uh, i mean yeah then you took the astrocartography course and yeah, the rest is history yeah. so i'm like i'm just it's so grateful me. spirit led us to one another you're very special yeah. as a human being and i just can't wait for people to discover you too so thank you for being here yeah <laughs> thanks for all the gifts you give to the world about the power and people pleasing i can literally just have so much fun oh Yes. That's what we need more fun. Okay. Well, um, everyone knows where to find me, uh, spiritsis.com on Instagram, spirit underscore sis or TikTok spirit sis. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye.